0: I, I mean, sick, I'll probably right. talk about the same. <laughs> okay, best. that's totally fine. <laughs>
1: okay, we're uh, we're going and recording now. Um,
2: I ate a bagel. I should let me get some more water. I ate a bagel right before. Oh, can I get more?
1: Yeah. Super thirsty. Have
2: you
1: Thank been you. to? Um- hey, hey, do you want to grab her water? Yeah, yeah I'm
2: gonna. Oh, okay. He's doing the thing.
0: He's getting he's the whole thing. I get it. I saw what was happening. <laughs> I assessed it. <laughs> don't worry he about it. You're you- fine. I, like, you're so
1: fine. I'm like one of those people that like I get embarrassed when I don't do things the right way, like. You You
0: saw it though. Like, if we had recorded the whole thing, that would have sucked. You're good. You you caught it, you did it. all good great. And this is like for sure going to
1: work. We just tested it. So. Yeah,
0: everything's Uh, fantastic.
2: Have you had Burger Lord? No. There's just. It's like right on York in Hines
0: Park. I swear the best bagels. Ooh. Good yeah. LA bagels. Well,
2: the, the burgers are good too. The burger, but the, like it's like a different owner. I think they just like have that space. But it's um hi-hat. You've been a hi-hat? Mm-mm. That's on York. That's good. I'm
0: new. I mean, I'm not. I just don't know a lot about hat. <laughs> You've Park. been
2: here what three years? Five.
0: Five? Five, Five in May. Damn. No.
2: <laughs> five
0: yeah I just don't leave Los Feliz <laughs> really yeah I mean I do but like I but go to really. three places right. right like if I lived Same walking way. distance I know everything there is to know about Hillhurst in Vermont
2: wait has it really been <laughs> five years since you left Instagram in
0: May yeah well, it, longer than I since I left so then I met you
2: like more than five years ago yeah no
0: you met me like probably six or seven I've known I've known um I, I met that, Emily Blinko that week it was the first time I met Emily and now she's one of my best friends. Yeah. And we've been best friends for like seven years.
1: Oh my
2: gosh. So it had to have been seven
0: though? years. Wow. Yeah, look that at
2: how, these little wrinkles were like, here. I'm just like, <laughs> how old are you? Like 19, 18? No, was a I think child. I, was like, I was like 20. Had to have been.
0: Seven years ago? You're 20. No, it was not seven years ago. It was seven Instagram came out
2: seven years you ago. You were a
0: young wee lass. <laughs>
2: it was, I didn't have any tattoos. I
0: remember you showed up and I was like, babies are here. Babies are here. <laughs> There's babies. I didn't have any tattoos. You didn't have any tattoos. That's true.
2: All right, let's get started. I remember um, I asked you, like, should I get color or Because I wanted some, but yeah. <laughs> wow. Let's okay. do it. Okay, cool. Uh,
1: hey, Jessica, thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no
1: problem. We we're talking. Um, <laughs> 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 okay, to be completely transparent, again, we messed up the audio. We were just recorded it. We got 20 minutes in, and so we're kind of cutting back.
2: But... You got to love it, though. <laughs> it's like, it's humble all beginnings. Good. Humble beginnings.
0: Well, right? It's all a learning yeah. process. Right. Life is one big learning process. Totally
2: um
1: i think we talked earlier like what are, like what are you getting into this weekend here in la
0: oh yeah so this weekend um broadway nights i always forget the name of it it's like mm-hmm. nights on broadway live on broadway <laughs> anyway downtown la has a whole um uh theater district and they shut down the streets and they put music in every single one of the beautiful theaters and uh yeah i'm heading down there with lauren lemon and a bunch of friends and we're gonna dance party Go in rage. the streets
1: yeah, we were telling you earlier that Abe and I are probably going to join. We're going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, show up. Please, <laughs> We got to go, go buy outfits and everything.
0: It's going to be so good. <laughs> I'm going <laughs>
2: to yeah. look so cute. I'm
0: probably just going to wear this. So don't go crazy, <laughs> don't, you guys. Don't, don't yeah, just dress. normal street clothes. We'll yeah. be good.
2: <laughs> and for you guys listening, we have the luxury of actually being able to talk to Jessica in person. Live. Uh, because she is LA-based, which is nice. Yeah. Which
1: I think the last person we did LA-based was Emery. Yeah, that was like the third episode. And that was like in October. <laughs> so um, yeah, it. it's been good. Like we were talking about how like there's there's just so much more difficulty and like trying to do remote and like trying to like get a real feel for like how people are Mm -hmm. um so it's like a luxury to like sit in person and talk
2: yeah especially wanting to end it good too because this is our last guest of this first season
0: season finale finale. (laughs) (laughs) how exciting yeah Yeah, totally like
2: i'm on the bachelor
0: (laughs) 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 i will not accept the (laughs) rose she said no sorry dang Um. it
1: Jessica, do you want to go ahead and share a little bit about what you do full-time, like who you are, um, kind of why we should... Be talking to you today. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So I my name's Jessica Zolman, Zolman. And I'm Jay Zombie on the internet. Um, I am a commercial photographer. Um, I take photos full-time for a living, and I work with brands to create lifestyle images. Um, and my aesthetic is like super bright colors and a lot of movement and people being natural. Um, and a lot of the work that I do is for social media, so I have a, a ton of creative control, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also assigned to Tinker Street. Which I feel like if you know about Instagram, you know about Tinker. Um,
1: if you go on Instagram for a little bit. Yeah. yeah but it's yeah. like a
0: pretty dope agency with a lot of the kind of, I would say, um, core community members yeah. um, who had beautiful aesthetics way back in the day when Instagram first started. Yeah. Speaking of Instagram first starting, I was employee number five there. Um, and I worked there for about two years um, before moving to LA and doing photos full time.
1: Nice um yeah you talk about like how your journey with Instagram was like like such a blessing but at the same time there was like frustrations as there is with any company and, yeah I kind of want to get into like well I guess it was like a, a, it came to a point well it's funny because I always I think about it, it was, like you were there for two years and like when did you leave 2013 or 2012
0: well it's been five years five years now
1: 2012
0: that sounds right.
1: Yeah, something like that. What I don't is know. time? Oh, it's twenty. Well, they now. launched <laughs> in twenty. They
0: launched in twenty ten. Right. And I think I joined early twenty eleven. Okay. So yeah, twenty thirteen.
1: But the interesting thing is, I feel like in twenty thirteen or twenty twelve, like that was the height of like growth, and so yeah. it
2: was probably like a hard. Well, decision. they had just recently got acquired by Facebook. Um, so a lot of changes happening. They're rolling out new features.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was at Facebook for like nine months. So the majority of my time was spent in South Park in San Francisco with a small team, 13 people moved to Facebook. So when we were acquired, we were super small. Um, and I worked at Facebook for nine months, but there was a six month period where we were in like limbo where the government has to approve your acquisition. And they really hated that we were going to join Facebook. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's the whole monopoly thing, right? right? Which it's funny looking back because like that literally seems like the last thing the government actually cares about these days. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they definitely were suspicious um, of the acquisition and it was like – how is this important? How is this not a how monopoly? How is this helping anybody? How, yeah, it was a really <laughs> interesting time. Um, Man, but, good old days. But it was also rough because we couldn't hire people. We were kind of on like a freeze. Oh, yeah. And so we had just launched Android mm-hmm. and then gained like millions and millions of followers, like users, not followers, users. And then um, immediately after the acquisition was announced, and then we were in a six-month hold. And it's like all we're doing is growing, growing, Mm -hmm. growing. And all I'm doing is saying, please stop making me look at flagged photos. Like I cannot look (laughs) at flagged photos anymore. This cannot be a four-person team thing. We need help. So I'm grateful that the acquisition happened. There were a lot of stuff that we should not have been handling on our own. Um, But that like really needed to be outsourced or brought in to Facebook. But um, it was a crazy, really interesting time. Yeah.
1: What was your role there?
0: I was the community manager. Okay. Um, I was actually hired as the community evangelist, which basically means that you're the person who kind of tells the rest of the team what the community wants, what they're interested in, what they like, what they hate. Um, so like when the CEO and the engineer are like heads down focusing on product, you're the person that's like, hey, heads up, this is what the community needs. Mm-hmm. Um, when we got to Facebook, that became a more difficult role to play. Um, there's just like A lot of processes and rules, and I don't do well with processes and rules. I do really well with like standing up and screaming at people. Um, This is how I feel. Exactly. This is how I feel. This is what I want. Get it done right now because I'm just a demanding person like that. Um, And that kind of attitude is like perfect for startup culture in San Francisco. Like, if you aren't loud and outspoken and talking about what you want and like, Doing your role to the max, like mm. nth degree extreme, bro. Right.
2: Um, you know,
0: you're not going to do well in right. that environment. But at Facebook, in a corporate culture, that does not do well. And I think there was kind of a lack of. Not training, but like maybe easing us in to the difference. Sure. You know, like we just got thrown into this. Well, because
1: you guys are operating as like such a small team, like total autonomy, like I can do whatever I want. Well, and I'm
0: doing 20 roles. So, like, whatever. If I don't do one perfectly, who cares? Right. But you walk
1: into (laughs) Facebook and they're like, you can't do this, you can't do that. Yeah,
0: totally. So that was really hard for me. It did not work well for me at all. Um, And then there was a lot of like strange behind the scenes stuff that went down because I was not a very, I was a great team player. I wasn't very good at like corporate processes and they hated that. And so the person that they had hired to basically be the manager for our team was like, you're not doing your job well Mm -hmm. and you're, Teammates don't like the way that you do your job. Um, we're gonna basically put you on notice and make sure that um, you're following this like regimented routine. And if you don't succeed, we're gonna fire you.
1: That probably looked like facing death, right? I I
0: remember <laughs> sobbing hysterically. I left the meeting, was like hold it together until you leave. Yeah. Left the meeting, went outside, just crying so hard. Called Michael O'Neill, who's one of my best friends, yeah. and was like. I do not know what to do. And he just was like, look, here's the deal. I'm starting this, this agency with my good friend who's been in the industry in advertising for years and years and years. And he knows how to foster talent. And you have all of this insider knowledge, like, let me set up a meeting between you and Jesse Miller and mm-hmm. see if you would be a good fit for Tinker Street. And I was like, it was the biggest sigh of relief. Like within an hour, my whole life changed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I went back in and was like, Hey, you know, if I fail this project plan that you want to put me on, do I get to keep my bonus money? Do I get to vest my stock? Like, what does my future look like? Or are you going to pull the rug out from under me? Right. Um, and they were basically like, yeah, if you fail, you don't get any of that. But if you leave and you leave willingly and we'll give you four weeks, you can keep it. We'll work out a deal.
1: Nice. I mean, who wouldn't
0: a, say yes? Yeah, so I, I didn't have a choice, right? right? It was like you'd taken the choice away from me here. Right. So I'm leaving. Like, yeah. bye. See nice. ya. So it was hard. I loved all of my coworkers. You know, Kevin and Mikey are amazing. They're incredible. I think the whole corporate processes thing was like they just were like we don't know what's happening we don't know why this is happening to you we don't know what she's thinking but we do know that we trust her and that's why we hired her so sorry Sorry. and i get it i get that they had to be heads down in their own you know universe so
2: i felt like you were like a huge voice in the community um and then when companies get big like that like you were still fighting those fights because you were still like listening and like yeah really involved
0: definitely um,
2: because like people would always tag you even if you didn't want to like you you'd get notified i was the person for
0: help like <laughs> i can't get into center. my account <laughs> yeah I, I mean i made the help center right like so you
2: were managing it anyways
0: i was doing it anyway yeah. so it made sense that like yeah that i i was like what do i
2: do i'm pretty like, sure I i even tagged you like someone got like their account stolen or hacked totally. or something and like Jay Zombie yeah. help me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Jay Zombie helped me. And and it was hard for me for a couple of years after that like what is my identity yeah. outside of being the person mm-hmm. on Instagram right. that people turn to for help? Like I'm kind of a caregiver. I I do love making sure people are okay yep. and having a good time and yeah. enjoying themselves. My friends have an Instagram account called jmombi <laughs> that they post photos of me being like overly cautious or careful. It's, like a, <laughs> it's definitely private. Cause I was like, uh, brands cannot yeah, see like, this no that I work you. with so, brand, brands. If you're listening, don't, <laughs> don't go there. Don't uh, uh, no, it's access. funny. It's very like innocent. Now I had to have a couple, like, <laughs> i had to have a couple talks. <laughs> right. Um, but like, that's who I am. I'm like, I'm the mom of the group. Yeah. So, um, Yeah, I think it took a while for me to figure out, like, what's my voice? What's my identity? Like, even within Tinker Street, you know, in the beginning, I was the person that knew everything about how ads were going to look before ads rolled out and what brands were looking for when it came to their aesthetics. And so I was bringing a lot of my Instagram knowledge to the table and feeling really lost and confused about what my work and my art meant and like, yeah. And am Mm -hmm. I an artist or am I here as kind of like a marketing consultant? Right. Um, but Jesse's incredible and like helped me find my direction and foster my voice and, um, really was like, I see your potential as an artist and, the bonus for us is that we just get this kind of extra information. Yeah. But we're going to make sure you're getting to work with brands and you're getting to develop um, your aesthetic cool. and who you are.
2: It's like a total give and take relationship. Totally. Yeah. It was like, amazing. Yeah. Looking through your like, portfolio, it's like you definitely have your sense of style. I mean now, like fast forward. Yeah, I, know, I maybe did maybe
0: we... not at uh, first. <laughs> I do now though, for sure. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, like super colorful, just like really like bright images that, you know, just kind of make you feel happy. Yeah. Um, feel like Which for brands is like perfect
0: yeah well yeah for brands is perfect and then it is me i think yeah. that's my favorite thing is like i get to bring part of who i am into my work and like share that with a brand yeah. and it's great because like usually brands know that that's what i do mm-hmm. so i'm getting to work with people who like respect and know and love my aesthetic so right. i just kind of get to keep doing my thing yeah and then i get paid for like it the
2: community manager of yourself
1: (laughs)
0: Yeah, right. Basically, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I just think
2: it's amazing how that happened. And this literally, that phone call like, I mean, people that's the stuff people don't hear. Totally. Um, Yeah. And now you're doing what you love. With your friends, actually. With my, like, Like family, I would
0: say. Tinker Street is, like, yeah, we're fam. Like, we're so close. And I've worked with so many people on Tinker Street on jobs, which is incredible. Um, Yeah, and we all work really well together. That's awesome. I've definitely gone on, like, trips um, for tourism companies where I don't know anyone there. And it's, like... You never know what you're signing up for when you do that like oh right. god bless tourism boards who throw like five random people <laughs> into a job and and right. like i think it's nice for brands too because then all you're doing is paying out jesse for like the job and yes. then he distributes the money it just it rolls it all up and makes it easy it's this nice production package right but knowing that we all know each other and we all get along and we all like each other it does make it a yeah. little less risky yeah. so right. i did an amazing job and um Maine, Portland, oh. Maine with um Fieran, This Wild Idea and Emily oh, yeah, Blanco yeah, yeah. cool. and um Ben Schuyler and who else? Forrest Mankin. It oh, was mm-hmm. cool, cool, cool. the most fun.
1: Yeah, it, it sounds like amazing. So exactly. we just,
0: yeah, we were just partying and eating oysters like nonstop. <laughs> it was
1: incredible. Yeah. So
0: it's pretty fun being able to like work with my friends.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think there's, if there's one thing, like when people ask me for advice, like I think people so badly want to be like photographers or creatives full time. But like the more I've because like I work in advertising now and it's like I think the most joy I've had is like freelance projects in which I have the autonomy to hire my friends and like be able to like – i get paid they get paid we get to work on the project
2: together we get to make something we're proud of like yeah. this i don't think there's anything more rewarding than like being. Just feels, we talk about that all the time it feels natural to like because the chemistry's there yeah and then you kind of vibe off each other and like before you know it, you're just like holy shit this looks really good totally. <laughs> and then you're just having fun the whole time yeah. yeah i think
0: most of my work has been like that especially in the last two years yeah. um i worked with katie newburn clouds and coffee a yeah. lot we did an mm-hmm. amazing project with um uh chipotle that i love it was like super super again like the really bright aesthetics and they wanted to diversify the people that they were representing on their instagram and we were like thank god your instagram's too white sorry chipotle you know it though we talked about it um (laughs) but like being able to do that too i think is another important thing as a a woman who's an artist Mm -hmm. being able to say okay like my gender does not influence the work that I make and the aesthetic that I can provide for you. But what I can do is encourage you to have more representation um, and kind of like make sure brands are considering their entire market. Mm -hmm. um, And like, Hiring people of color,
1: right? Like, like why is it so hard? Yeah,
0: yeah. and and being we got to eat Chipotle too. I know <laughs> Ava, it's true. even and
1: I joke all the time, like we got to be the only brown people hosting a podcast about the creative <laughs> industry.
0: Probably, <laughs> no lie. Probably, <laughs> yeah. so that's
2: like why we actually like go out of our way to like make sure everybody's well represented. Uh, I love I, it. Yeah. I yeah.
0: love it. I think that's super important, and I think more white dudes could maybe like step in and also speak up for, you know, people who aren't represented often. You know, I I know I try and push um, brands to be more comfortable with like LGBTQ stuff. Mm -hmm. I did an amazing project um, with Google pixel for June and it was like the colors of pride. And so it was all monochromatic. And I hired all of my friends who are queer or trans yeah. um, or lesbians mm-hmm. and was just like, I'm going to bring my friends who are like marginalized people who don't get represented appropriately, who don't get hired enough and give them money.
1: Right. Like, like you should get paid. Like
0: good Google money. Right. It was That's amazing. amazing. I it was like one of the best. feelings. It was one of the like best feelings. The the project was beautiful. Like it's, I'm really, really, really proud of that work. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, that's the that's the shit that I really. Yeah, like. Yeah, that's doing. the story. You that's to the tell. stuff that makes me feel good. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, I like, I love working with Audi and I love taking photos of cars. Shout <laughs> well, out Zombie Car! <laughs> but, like getting people who don't get enough representation in the media paid yeah. and represented. Giving them that chance. Oh, that just fills my heart with joy.
2: That's amazing. That's yeah. probably my favorite project of yours, though. Like seeing Thank like you. the red, like the whole colors come out. Like and because you did like a, you kind of splice it up together. Yeah, that's when it like really all like. Made sense and you got to see like everybody will represent. Shout out
0: to Google's editor. I didn't do any of that. Really? I just gave them the photos. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely all on them. Um, but like I shot all of those photos on a Google Pixel, yep. which by the way is like a
2: Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. If my yeah.
0: bubbles wouldn't be green, I would be rocking <laughs> yeah. a Google Pixel. Like, so that thing was really nice. But um, yeah, I, it's definitely been really fun getting to, now that I'm four years in, I can yeah. kind of, I don't want to say take a risk, but it is taking a risk. Yeah. Like brands yeah. are, Getting into the political atmosphere, but also are just like realizing that they maybe need to be more inclusive. Totally. Um, yeah, it's been fun.
2: The one of the guy with the like red hair or pink hair with mm-hmm. the pink backdrop. Love that one, that photo. Which one is that? On the Google. <laughs> Looks like Frank Ocean album cover or something. I I love that. Take that photo. So they gave
0: pixels to like a bunch of photographers all around the world because they wanted to get worldly representation. Um, So there's like, I would say maybe 30% of the photos in that commercial are mine, but a lot of the like, a lot of the major like, points where things change mm-hmm. within the commercial mm-hmm. are my photos nice. so they like definitely used it to anchor the rest and i was like that makes me feel good there from an go. editing standpoint right. like that means that they were like oh these They're are the like, best the yeah, I love so this. we got to use this yeah. for the major plot change nice. in the commercial
2: that's cool that felt the, great the videos were really cool too like it makes me want to like just like get a Google Pixel. Yeah. So that's like,
0: <laughs> it's basically their like boomerang. I know the iPhone. Oh, live photos. Oh, it's, yeah. they have oh, that. That's live but photo? you can make it. No, I don't know what they call it. Sorry, yeah, Google. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like basically you can make a GIF. That's okay, so cool. Using their phone. Yeah. And they look really
2: it cool. It doesn't look compressed at all. That's the thing it I like noticed. It's looks I good. Know um we're like <laughs> it's we're geeking Sorry, out on i don't
0: my... mean to do like full commercial and <laughs> no, that's the other okay. thing too like when i do work with brands i love the brands that i work yeah with. like it's... it feels good to represent a company that like wants to do yeah. something dope and totally. totally up my alley so yeah i kind of yeah. i geek out on i mean like, it. but like, like Google
2: phones Google. are getting like really good yeah like, oh, i mean they are like, like i remember big. back in the day like thinking the iPhone 3 was like amazing oh my God, yeah. and how far we've come in such a short time.
0: I mean my iPhone is why I'm a photographer right, <laughs> right now yeah, right because I, I couldn't yeah. afford a DSLR okay. and like Flickr hated me. They were like "Oh, <laughs> whatever you're doing <laughs> no stop right. um, and I didn't find my community there at all right. and then the iPhone came out and I was like yo I have a camera in my pocket at yeah. all times that doesn't cost money to develop film. Right. This is sick yeah. and I just like Hipstamatic was my favorite <laughs> just out I of mean, border exactly. to every. Yeah. oh my god i get to watch my photo develop what a cute <laughs> concept like but the whole thing right as like yeah. a broke um 20 something living in san francisco on my own for the first time right. working support for second life nice. that was my first job nice. um was just like that w- i could afford the iphone
1: right
0: i couldn't afford film i yeah. couldn't afford that but you
1: way. used to shoot film yeah well definitely. yeah yeah why don't you talk about because you have an interesting introduction to photography as well like from your home life and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, so. definitely.
0: So uh, my interest in photography um, definitely stems from childhood. Uh, when I was like really young, almost five years old, uh, my dad passed away. But my dad was like classic 80s father who always had a Polaroid camera in hand, was like endlessly taking photos of me, also an only child. So like extra endlessly taking photos of me. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my memories of my dad and and – things that kind of anchor me to that time in my life when he was there are like photo based. You know, I remember being eight years old and going into my guest room and sitting down with all the albums and like kind of as a means of therapy, like looking at the times in my life that maybe I was no longer able to remember, never could remember. Um, So photography for me is like capturing these super important moments in my life that maybe like I don't have any recollection of now and this person who was like super important and influential to me. Um, and I think on top of that, um, a lot of my creativity comes from going to therapy as a really young kid, you know, and they're like, I draw how you feel. Um, and so a lot of my work is a representation of my emotions and my feelings. Um, and there was this big, long period in my life where my single mom was just working her butt off where, like, I don't have pictures of mm-hmm. me in middle school. Um, and in high school, I started, you know, taking more photos on instant cameras, you know. My Disposables. Mom. Disposables, yeah. whatever. And, and of me and my friends, like just being total brats Um, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm glad I have those photos, but I do definitely, when I look back on my photo albums, like notice that big chunk of time missing. And so I think it's kind of, for me, like not only self-expression, but also like just documenting the things in my life, these moments that like at any moment could disappear or these people that at any moment could be gone and something could happen to them. Um, And I think it's kind of my way of like, working through that and showing the people around me that I like care about them and appreciate them and like want to document them. So I, I, have something of them nice yeah
2: such an interesting start like i think we all start differently but that's a really unique story and would love to see those photos by the way oh they're <laughs> so good you my dad used to them. set
0: up the tripod so i have a bunch of photos of him and my mom when they're like you gotta hey <laughs> like shirtless <laughs> or wearing yeah, we short shorts and i'm like what yeah you gotta at least great. post those
2: to the stories okay, or something, Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah
0: I'll, I'll hook it up <laughs> i posted a couple on father's day of my dad with his like his perm and his like oh. giant <laughs> He has a huge Jewish nose, like classic Ashkenazi Jew. We're very Jewish, like nice. but it's like Did he have
2: a Jerry curl? He had curl? yeah, it was
0: real tight and he had a big mustache because <laughs> he had that big old thick upper lip. I mean it's like it's like Tom Selleck. Nice <laughs> jealous. Oh, it's I good. Know, but like on now, but like a Chicago Jew, Tom Selleck. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's the key, is like Chicago. Just to the brink of Oh, that. he's so good. Be yeah, right the back. photos Gonna are
2: good. My- <laughs> Pathetic mustache. If you see this mustache,
0: you're gonna feel bad about yourself to shame. Yeah, like, oh, I'm really sorry.
1: His girlfriend's like trying to get him to grow out a mustache. He's like, I'm trying. <laughs> this <laughs> might be
0: the thing that gets you to shave it off, though. It's good. He killed I mean, This it. only it's took
2: amazing. me like a month. Yeah. Um, oh so like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> She's like, my
1: dad can grow in like a day. I, yeah,
0: I'm sorry. No, the photos are beautiful though. Like yeah. it's such a great time capsule. Nice. Well, and I think that's the other element now that I live in LA of my work is like, it's easy to forget that in this moment, in 10 years, this, everything that's around us, everything in Los Angeles is going to be like vintage and older looking. I yeah. look back on photos from the nineties and I'm like, what? Yeah. I had so much velvet. I mean, I do now. So it's kind of confusing. <laughs> like, no, cool. Yeah, but but really it's so interesting to see how yeah. places change and aesthetics mm-hmm. change. And I think it's, it's easy to forget that what what yeah. you're in right now is like going to be unique and interesting totally. and like this sort of case study in a way in the yeah. future. And Stephen Shore is one of my favorite photographers and I just love the way he documented America. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really influenced by that yeah. whole concept. Dude,
1: actually, a friend of mine to me has worked this morning and was like, hey, I just like recently found out this guy. He's oh like God, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, there was like this one photo of like this old television like hung up in the room. I was like, yeah. is it, you would you – would yeah. really Stephen
0: like Shore, out. my favorite photo of his is this like beautiful light coming through – an airplane window and a woman just holding a, like a plastic yeah, yeah. cup yeah. and it's like you know you see that I shit mean, on Instagram but I Stephen mean, Shore did it he did it, it on medium yeah.
1: format and it was No
0: dope. it's <laughs> so beautiful and just the way he captures light and how yeah. simple his photos are is like it's it's a lot of the work that I don't share, yeah. sure, to sure. be honest. I, I think William
2: I Eggleston's another yeah, one that Eggleston's like super colorful. Like he like composes with color yeah. rather than just like subjects. Totally. Yeah. Um, that's another one. Kind of reminds me because you use a lot of the colors. cars and the yeah, color. Yeah, I love
0: Eggleston. Totally. He's a favorite too.
2: So did you uh, study photography in college then as well?
0: No. So um, I I didn't take a photography class until community college. Mm-hmm. I took film photography. I bought my first like real camera, like like actual learn how F-stops work (laughs) camera, um, which I do think has like immensely helped me with my work today. And I'm really glad I learned on film and I learned how to develop film. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was definitely, I I think it still influences me today. I think Mm -hmm. knowing how to like dodge and burn and what the contrast should look like, they were all really, really helpful, but I don't have a degree in it. My degree is in English.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Degree was in running around taking photos on iPhone, right? Yeah, basically <laughs> later
0: on. And yeah. well, and then I got a degree in music and recording industries oh, cool. from SF State um, when I extra did not know what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. Um, and uh, Autumn Wilde is like a really incredible photographer. She's been in the industry for decades. Mm-hmm. She took the um, figure eight Elliot Smith wall photo and has worked with Death Cab for Cutie and done a lot of Beck's album Damn. art. She's yeah. huge. Yeah. And I loved her when I was like 20. And so when I was doing this music and recording industries thing, I also was friends with a lot of bands and kept trying to take Autumn to wild inspired photos. Yeah. Um, she's still incredible and she's also on Instagram. I love her and I got to meet her last week and it like, like changed my life. <laughs> she's the best. Um, like, you
2: don't know it, but I love you. No, I told her. <laughs> I was like,
0: now you know. Yeah, you Thank know. you so much. But yeah, I think at the time – I, I dabbled. I was like, I have friends that are in a band and they need photos and I have a camera whatever. Sure. I'll make this happen mm. on a rooftop in San Francisco. Yeah. Like, I've seen the Death Cab for Cuties spread <laughs> in, in Spin Magazine, right. you know. Well, and then I got a job at Spin Magazine as an intern when I was working uh, or when I was going to school. Cool. And so I got to, like, see all of these photo spreads and photos early and was, like, so inspired and so interested. But I still at that point, like, didn't know – that that was, like, my calling mm-hmm, later yeah. in life. It just was, like – It was my side thing. It right. was my passion and and yeah. it was fun.
1: And then how, it's so, still fun. So then how did you, like, run into Instagram then? Were you, was it, like, a weird thing where you're, like, I don't really know if this, like, startup thing is, like, going to be –
2: Because you have to take a huge risk when a company – Because Instagram was nothing back then but, like, a yeah. little editing app that, like, had a cool idea that might grow. Yeah, like. have, I knew like, a cool a, community. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think – um I followed Cole Rise on Twitter. I, I had a mutual friends and one of my good he's friends so good. worked for him at his company because he's also like international man of mystery. Right. He just does a thousand things. And he had beta access to Instagram. Oh. And so when they opened up um, sharing links to Twitter and photos to Twitter – I saw him posting and was like, What is this? Right. I need this. I need so, this. I, you know, I was working at some startup called Formspring. It was like anonymous yeah, yeah. question and answer. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. That. So I was their community. So many startups. Uh, yeah. So many startups. <laughs> so Second Life, then yeah. Formspring. Um, and I was their like, community and support person. So I mostly handled all the support tickets that came in. Unfortunately, it was a lot of kids that were bullied. It was a really hard job. Yeah. Um, and I dealt a lot with like creating policies for abuse on the Mm -hmm. platform Um, and Instagram came out and I begged Cole to introduce me to Kevin. (laughs) I was like, please get me in on beta. Like whatever this is, I need it. Flickr hates me. They hate my (laughs) shitty iPhone photos. (laughs) Like they're not interested and look at all these shitty photos in one place. This is my place. These are my people. At the time, I didn't think it was shitty. And um, he got me in on beta two days before it launched. So my user number is 95.
1: Wow. Yeah is cool. Wow, you were like way. I was
0: way 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 early yeah. and I started telling Everyone I knew. I remember taking a photo of like the lights on the stairs in a movie theater to yeah. show one of my best friends, Nate Bolt, how cool this app how was. Cool I was like, is? "Look at these filters, look at the Kelvin filter, Early Bird's the best." <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "This is pretty cool." I'm like, not gonna lie, like Early Bird kind of made that photo look better. <laughs> nah, Valencia. Nah, shout out to Early Bird. <laughs> Honestly, it was the Polaroid dappling it was on the border because you
2: couldn't take the borders off. You couldn't take S- them Nashville, off. It's <laughs> all about the border, <laughs>
0: Nashville. It's all about gotham shout out to that og (laughs) black and white um no but get that tokyo
2: out of you wait so was the rise filter because of Cole?
0: yeah so cole created all those filters so valencia and rise um hudson there's a couple that cole actually created because again international man of mystery i mean now he's making cameras i don't understand that man is everywhere though
2: some of those filters are like i'm out in san francisco i'm like wait that's fucking filter. That's the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we named
0: him after streets in San Francisco that were like near our office. Oh, so that was all us. And then we named one after Cole cuz he's so yeah. great. He yeah, like yeah, contributed yeah. so much. Yeah. He also created like the original Instagram logo. Oh, cool. So like he was very hell? involved in Instagram. <laughs> no secret <laughs> secrets, 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 Um no, it's fine. And um yeah, I I was just obsessed. And so everyone that I worked with at Formspring actually started making fun of me yeah they were calling me the instagram queen in the office i walked in one day and they like had a burger king king hat with the instagram logo (laughs) printed out on it for me like they were just like you're Crazy. Yeah, you're obsessed. Well, and I, it like hurt my feelings. Oh, yeah. And I also remember my really shitty, super close minded friends from where I grew up being like, You're not a photographer. You're just posting photos from your phone on an app. Like, shut up. Okay. And I still sometimes the Instagram, Those are like, fighting words. Yeah, like the Instagram, like on this day or the Twitter sorry, Facebook on this day stuff comes up and is like showing me fights that I got into like, with yeah. my friends being like, you're not a real photographer. Yeah. And I'm just like, Whoa. Really? well, yeah, I've unfriended <laughs> all of them. They can all die in a fucking fire. Most of them have babies. So <laughs> right, <laughs> joked on you. Right, I don't right. have any babies. Right. I don't know. That's babies are fine. If you yeah. have babies, um, that's great. Totally no joke. I like babies. Babies are good. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Okay. I got out of control. It's okay. Um, <laughs> No, but I wasn't encouraged. My mom always encouraged sure. me. My mom was like, my mom's my number one. But they were just like, what are you talking about? You're not a photographer. Yeah. So I went to an meet. I think it was the first meet at a bar in downtown SF. And I met Kevin and Mikey and Josh mm-hmm. and Shane. And they were like, whoa, she's not crazy. Yeah. Like she's just really into this. Right. She's not like She's a fanatic, but not in a scary way. Yeah, I believed yeah. in it. I loved it. I felt like the community was super important. I like enjoyed fostering it yeah. in my own like
1: micro. You were community managing without getting paid,
0: exactly. Yeah. And I was just doing it on a really small scale. It was just about the people who were following me, yeah. and they were like, maybe we should bring her on. You yes. know, she's doing. Policy work and community work for this other company, like we don't really have someone that's skilled in that. They've dealt with huge crises and she's been like helping them through the language. And um, that's kind of something that we like need here. Mm -hmm. So I went to two interviews, both of them at Samovar Tea Lounge, shout out to Samovar. (laughs) And it was just like, here are my ideas. Like here are things that I would do. Here's how I think you guys can improve. Here's you know, some like light concepts, part of which was like the weekend hashtag project. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were like, yeah, it's happening. We're hiring you. So yeah, I got the letter.
2: That's really cool to hear because like Carter Moore, which is another guest we had on, he did like uh, Visco Community Management. Like he got hired on like over like was it coffee or beer? Like it similar, totally it was similar the same thing. And he it's said him, all like, he did was just like share his ideas.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think you know it's hard. You want to do that, but you don't want to like give them everything. Right. And that, but it's Josh. like. But I also wanted to work there, yeah. and I, I remember Josh emailing me saying, "What would you say if we offered you a job at Instagram as community evangelist?" And I wrote back, "I am very tempted to respond to this email in forty-two point font." <laughs> <laughs> and like hot purple but I'm not going to so I'll just write that would be amazing please send me your offer
2: that's a big font (laughs) it was really big
0: (laughs) I mean I remember specifically saying that I just was like I don't know what to do and to tell my coworkers that I was leaving them to go work for Instagram (laughs) best feeling just I mean I love them so take it to them some of them were in my wedding like closest friends but I just was like fuck you yeah (laughs) Drop the mic on that right, place. i walking out. I yeah. cannot handle There's got to
2: be some sort of satisfaction, like not just doing that, but also being a repped photographer. Like,
0: yeah, it's gotta, it's gotta gotta, gotta feel a little bit,
2: you know, it's definitely
0: pretty cool being repped. I think, you know, I have friends who always ask me like, should I find representation? Mm -hmm. uh, What's the deal? And I'm like, I've always been repped. Like I've never known being an independent Mm -hmm. photographer, not represented and not having someone's guidance. And to be honest, like his Rolodex, right? Like if you don't know what that is, that's a contact book. And, uh, (laughs) um, But, like, he's been in the industry for decades before mm-hmm. Instagram was even a thing. Totally. So he knows everything there is to know about every agency. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll bring up agency names. And I'm like, you're I like, have I no idea who that yeah. – And he's like, well, they're the biggest agency in Europe. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. I Like, I really need to do a little more research right. here. I think I'm starting to get it. Mm-hmm. But – And then he knows, like, where people have moved from. Like, yeah. this top exec started here and then here yep. and then here and then here. So Just he's like – Just like wealth of knowledge. Well, and he's like, when you go into a meeting and you're talking with a junior art buyer – who's 22 in 20 years, they could be the VP. Right. Be nice to them.
1: Be nice to everybody.
0: Like just do they want a copy of your like little mini handout book? You give it to to them. them. Yeah. So it's just small pro tips and also like having agency meetings. I think that's a big thing that, that independent people maybe like don't have as easy access to, but because tanker street, we all know each other like five or 10 of us can go in Mm -hmm. and do a full day of meetings. Yeah. Just go from one place to the other, the other and bring our portfolios. We definitely, talk about our work.
2: yeah. I think we used you. I used to work at Richard Group. Yeah, and we definitely used you guys um, for a couple campaigns. Yeah, like, and they always like turn out really good. So well, that's because we're, <laughs> we're the best. <laughs> no, well, like, it's been really stacked, cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and like I didn't know anything about the ad industry before, right? right? Like, I definitely had the ma- Mad Men idea, yeah. and, and that was it. That's <laughs> where it cook ended. In the yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that probably still happens, but um, but it was pretty cool. It's it's been really cool, like yeah. seeing how that world works cool.
1: too. Um, jessica this is a question and this is kind of like the subject of what we're going to talk to you about is um you know so jessica's 20 however 20 something and gets her dream job like at instagram yeah um and you know you're there for a couple years and you realize that like maybe this just isn't everything that i thought it was going to be yeah and i think a lot of people in like creative lifestyles or creative lives they like think that all they have to do is just get to this place and once i get there like I made it. I've done made it. Life like is I, good. I, I can tell people I work full time as a creative. Yeah, I'm totally. a photographer. I'm an art director. Like whatever it is. Um, and and I think a lot of people end up struggling to choose to want to leave that. Yeah. Um. So like, what is like maybe your advice for people who are like? trying to take risk and face uncertainty after they feel like they've made it to the place that they wanted to be at?
0: That's a great question. I think I'm actually kind of experiencing that a little bit right now. I had mm-hmm. I had a pretty slow year last year um, for whatever reason, either industry related or oversaturation or like, I don't know, nobody wanted my aesthetic last sure. year. There's a lot of things that could have happened. And I think I did a lot of that questioning of like, is this what I want to be doing? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what what am I doing? And what's the next step? And how do I keep going? I think in the beginning, when I first started doing this, I had my safety net. I got that bonus money. Mm-hmm. I had my first year's pay supplemented because I didn't do that well my first year with the money that I had in the bank um, mm-hmm. for my savings so I think the first thing I always tell people when they're like, do I take the risk is like, do you have one year's worth of salary in your Mm. savings account? Mm. Cause like, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to get jobs. You don't know if you're going to get $500 jobs or $7,000 jobs. Right. right? And you got to pay for your own health insurance and you got to pay all of these things. And like, You know, can you downsize a bit? Like, what can you do on the financial end to make sure, you know, you have the safety net? Mm -hmm. Because that's going to be what leads you to give up. Right. Like, that's the number one thing. you are going to be like, peace. I can't do this. Right. Um, so for me, having that was huge. Mm -hmm. Um, it's definitely like a privilege. Mm -hmm. And I'm fully aware of that, that I like stepped into this role with that, um, underneath me sure, because I wouldn't have survived year one.
1: So it's all calculated risk.
0: Yeah. I think making sure you're not just diving in head first without really planning it out and considering like how much work do I have to do month to month to be able to survive? You know, nobody wants to do the business end of the creative world, but that's Mm. literally what you have to do to stay afloat. Like I make spreadsheets about how much money I'm spending and where are my recurring bills and where can I save money and do I really need to have I don't know, my vitamins delivered to me once a month for $24. Right. Like probably not, you know. Yeah. Like vitamins are important, but I'll just drink more orange juice. So, so. Is
2: avocado toast.
0: Yeah, exactly. Got to have that avo toast. But <laughs> it's true and then I think, you know, I'm extra lucky right now because my husband does really well. LA has been very good to him. Mm-hmm. He he makes money enough where when I'm in a rut, we're supported and you know, for a while there, that was my role with him as he was trying to get his career's footing. So like, mm-hmm. again, I just, I have this like net underneath me yeah. and these people who are supporting me and are on my team and encouraging me. And, right. um, I think if I didn't have that, I would just be depressed and boned and mm-hmm. want to give up and not interested. Um, yeah. Cool. And like, try, just do the bookkeeping.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just be smart yeah file your taxes yeah like you
0: can jump into it and be like i don't know what i'm doing how fun and
1: cute yeah that's okay that's something that we talked about is that (laughs) we're like yeah like we nobody knows what they're doing to an extent yeah you can't don't get stuck there don't get stuck there and like or take ownership of like knowing what you're doing in certain areas.
0: Well, and yeah. use your resources too. Right. Like if you have 10 other friends that are like killing it, just reach out to them. And, and don't be like, like be like, I don't
1: know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah.
0: What are you doing? Like, do you have a CPA? Right. What is your bookkeeping? Like what are you using to do invoicing? All of those tools, I've changed them throughout the years. I now have a system that I love that's perfect. But right. I was totally getting screwed in the beginning. Like my CPA was charging me way too much. Yeah for what I make and for what I do and wasn't saving me enough money and now I have a dude who's dope as hell and doesn't charge me barely anything, barely anything and yeah. I use QuickBooks and it's so easy right. but like I was making it so much more complicated for right. years just because I didn't utilize my resources totally. I didn't ask the people around me what are you doing right how do I do this better
1: yeah I think um I was talking to Anya kopian about this and she was just like yeah like I think so much of success as like a freelance person is like not being afraid to ask questions and not surrounding yourself with people who make you feel dumb for asking questions, Totally, you know, like, cause like we're all learning and you'll all be learning till the day you die. And if you ever in a point where you feel like you can't ask somebody for help, then like you're in trouble.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, your photos may be great and you don't want to deal with like sending someone a bill or tracking someone down for their money. But like, dude, you gotta do that. You gotta (laughs) put the time in. And I, you know, I tell people if you really hate doing it, make Monday that that's your day. Right. Only Monday. You, 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 clear up your bookkeeping you follow up on emails to people who owe you money you make sure that like everything's on the up and up you maybe send a couple thank you notes to right. like clients you just wrapped up with totally. monday like make that your day if you're not good at doing it throughout the week mm-hmm. but you, you just have to be like on top of the business end yeah
1: i was talking to another friend too the other day and he was like yeah you find that like great successful creative people are also good business people yeah. they're incredibly strategic mm-hmm. um and they're just good people in general like, yeah just good at relationships you know? totally
0: you got, and <laughs> so, you have to be good at multitasking oh, totally yeah like if you can't do 10 things at once i don't know yeah production is a big part of this right this world so
2: people i think people think it's or like they don't think it's as serious as it actually is they just see yeah. something pretty and like so much goes into that like it's like you might see that campaign but that literally took all months
0: well and i think that's at the root of like my frustration with brands new brands like reposting photos on instagram Mm -hmm. being like oh instagram is basically just one big stock photography site and i'm a new coffee shop so i'm gonna steal everyone's photo don't worry i gave you credit right I'm like, bro, you don't know how much of my time went into that. The people that I had to pay in order to help me with it. You know, like me and the this dancer had to go and take our day to do X, Y, totally. and Z. My camera costs X amount of dollars. My lens costs mm-hmm. X amount of dollars. My rent for my office costs money. Like, you
2: got to feed yeah. the dog too. Yeah, yeah, and to... I have
0: to pay for my stupid expensive health insurance. <laughs> so like why are you taking money from my dog? Right. Right? Like it's just no, this, totally this whole that. thing where it's like it, it's so easy to forget that Every element of making those photos, especially when you're freelance, costs money.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting too because we well, like let's rewind five years ago, is like five or six years ago. Like when a like a big company would repost their photo, that was like the most exciting thing ever. But we talk about like six years later down the road, it's like the return on that has changed. The landscape totally. has changed. Like return or like we talk about this all the time, exposure, or whatever it yeah. is, it's like it's not really worth. It's not going to pay my bills. It's never going to put no. food on my table. It's never going to like you know. Create a lifestyle that makes me happy, you know, totally. Like that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, like you could send me a backpack, but like if you sent me 4,000 backpacks, I could pay my rent, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, who do you think you are? Like, that's right. not enough. That's not going to cut it. It's interesting. I live in like two different worlds in a way. My dog has like 15,000 followers on Instagram. Nice. And I get a lot of requests for, like, can I send you this? Can I send you that on Dagger's account? And I'm like, whatever, fine. Right. You know, like, it's just a dog account. Yeah. And it's so funny that on the dog account, I'm doing the exact thing on my main account where I'm like, don't do that. Don't do artists. that. Dogs are people too. Dogs are people too. No, but it's like, it's this weird world where I'm like, whatever exposure for my dog is like fine but i'm still taking the photos right oh yeah
1: that is interesting
0: yeah that's a catch 22 it's a a catch catch 22 22. y'all i get it i get it but like i don't know i guess you can send me a free knitting kit that's cool yeah
2: thanks thank you
0: i'll (laughs) knit my dog a sweater Such
2: a cute dog though yeah um so outside of photography what are some of the things you like to do and spend some time on
0: that's a great question i am obsessed with video games what are you playing right now? Well, okay. So I just completed Breath of the Wild, like full-blown so, complete.
2: Yeah, I, I
1: don't keep it up anymore. <sighs> Breath of the Wild's
0: good. Zelda. It's the <laughs> new Zelda. Oh, really? On the Switch. I didn't know they came out with a new one. Yo, the new Zelda. <laughs>
1: I played 260 hours oh of the new Zelda. God. It is the no greatest shame. thing I've ever played. No, <laughs> I mean, no shame. I put my hours in the Ocarina of time time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, the fact that I can see how many hours I played is dangerous. Um, I started playing Monster Hunter last night with my husband. It's yes. on the PlayStation. It's an old game that's been remade and they've made it dope and you yeah. have a little cat that helps you and your cat's super cute and so video games like a lot of video games I yeah. really love video games um
2: what does your husband do you brought him up oh to-
0: Great question. So my husband is a host, um, Anthony Carboni. He hosts the Star Wars show. So StarWars.com hosts a weekly news, um, kind of like everything that's happening in the Star Wars universe roundup. And then they also do interviews with either fans or people within Lucasfilm or ILM, um, just to like, share inside knowledge. And um, it's a super dope place if you're into Star Wars mm-hmm. to find out everything that's going on because there's so many things. like between the movies and the books and the comics right. and the cartoons and the like TV shows. Yeah. Ugh, it's just like way too much. It's, it's like, too much. It's a
1: can of worms you don't want to...
0: Totally. Well, but they open Somebody them bad. for <laughs> you and they look into the worms right. and they find out what's the best worm here the and then they show off that worm. So, but it's pretty dope. So he he's a host. He's like TV personality um, and he's also hosted the Red Carpet for all of the Star Wars premieres, oh, starting at um, the Force Awakens,
1: what did he think of the newest movie?
0: He loves it. Really, we have I mean, I'm obsessed. I saw it four times. Oh yeah, but Just he's four times? like, yeah, only four okay. times. <laughs> but he's like, I think it might be my favorite Star Wars, and that's really hard for him because the the episode four is like that's the been OG, his yeah. yeah that's been his favorite. He's yeah. like, it's a little slow and cumbersome, but that's the one,
2: right?
0: Well, and I was like, well, it's Empire that's it's empire Empire, that's my favorite and then this one came out and i'm like no
1: you're like oh my gosh gosh, that idea that's funny um i think the reason we asked that question is like what are your other passions outside of uh like photography is because i read in an interview that you had online was that like it's if like you get lucky enough to do what you're passionate about for a living make sure you like invest your time into other things too because it's so easy to like put something into time into something that could be volatile you know like yeah that you just you know like you, you get burned out take,
0: like, I mean that's how I felt about Instagram itself was like my everything was involved yeah. in that and in both the good and the bad like I saw the shitty seedy dark underbelly of Instagram and right. once you see that once you uncover that rock like you don't unsee it right you really cannot unsee it. And <laughs> PTSD. Um, yeah, it's I do I, honestly a little bit like I don't have vibrations turned on on my phone because I I had to when I worked for Instagram and after for months after I would have like the full phantom vibe like PTSD 1 in the morning mm. the FBI calling oh, me wow. asking me for data because there was a missing child like yeah. shit was serious. Wow. And so for ever since I left Instagram I have no uh, no sound, no vibrations on my phone. Yeah. I look at it when I feel like.
2: It. That's right. amazing. I need to do that. Yeah, seriously. Well, and I don't have
0: like pushes on for anything that isn't direct communication, and I will never turn it on for email ever again. Really? I open email when I feel like opening my email. Yeah,
2: that's. But I that had I to
0: need. like retrain myself. I mean, I was going to like stress management therapy afterwards. Right. The startup world is
2: Brutal. hard,
0: and yeah. and it messes with your yeah. like brain chemistry, you know, and it changes your routines into like really negative, obsessive routines. Mm. So I kind of had to like fix my life Mm -hmm. a little bit and like get my shit in order after that right um and like i think a lot of that has helped me in like the social media world where likes are like more valuable in like an adrenaline rush brain Mm -hmm. chemistry way i don't feel that way i don't get those feelings i mean i understand them but i don't personally experience them if a photo has like 200 likes after four hours, I don't delete
1: it. You don't get stressed. I don't or... care. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like whatever. This is not my value. Like, yeah. and if a brand goes to my feed and sees that a perfectly fine photo didn't perform well, hopefully yeah. they'll understand the algorithms. Then a you, nightmare. Don't for, you
1: don't want to work for yeah, the anyways. Yeah, well,
0: and if they're like, we're not going to hire her because that one photo didn't do well. Right. Like, okay. Right, right. Like what? That's not how any of this works. Yeah, you do know? you think
1: your perception on like your own art and like- Um, photography in general has like changed a lot since you left Instagram or like well you said you never saw value did that change a little bit it changed okay I definitely
0: did I mean I think like you know I was immediately on the suggested user list just because I worked for Instagram I gained a shitload of followers I feel
1: good seven
0: years ago five years ago I was getting like 3,000 likes per photo right and then to see it tank is like what and then you kind of have to like face your feelings about that totally. like why am I upset that my photo isn't breaking a thousand likes and right. why on earth should that matter right like I'm better than that I'm worth yeah. more than that my art aesthetic has not changed it's only improved and that's the only thing that matters yeah
1: as that long means. as you see it it's improving you're getting the yeah. work the bills are being yeah paid.
0: and I'm kind of like trying to cool it on the post one photo every day I'm yeah. trying to get care more about quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, whatever, I notice it tanking and I just don't care. You know, I'm losing followers and I just don't care. Like, that's not what it's about. That's not what I'm building towards. My career is bigger than whatever Instagram has to offer. But it's taken me a really, really long time to like, be okay with that. Yeah. You know, a couple years ago, I deeply cared. And now I'm just like, whatever. Right. I post what I want to post and yeah. I do what I want to do. And
2: I think the right people see that too. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's not intended to the masses, but intended to people that actually care. And like, I know, just want have, people
0: to connect with the work yeah. that I'm making. Like if you feel an emotional reaction, if you see it and you're like, this reminds me of this moment in my childhood, I've done a great Mission job. Accomplished. Like I yeah. feel good. That's, right. those are the moments where I'm like, this is why I do what I totally.
1: do. Um, Abe, you kind of talk about how, like, you got suggested as well, and you're, like, you ended up taking, like, a whole year
2: off of, like, posting. Oh, I just, like, didn't – I just, like – Yeah. And what? that's one like, similar thing where it's, like, you come back and you're just, like, oh, gr- great. Yeah, I you can know, do whatever you want. You said it yeah, felt like a reset. Th- yeah. yeah. But it's kind of, like, almost, like, uh, a re- like super refreshing, but almost, like, you just, you're, just you like, at peace. Yeah. Just because, like, you just, like, really aren't putting time or energy and um, weight on that. Thing. So totally. it, you, you can just like do whatever.
1: I did
0: a digital detox after I left Instagram, which was like a real thing that the Bay Area <laughs> offered. Really? Um, but my... My really good friend Levi ran it. Um, He unfortunately died of cancer last year. Um, Mm -hmm. He was incredible. He Mm -hmm. just was like, he used to work in the tech industry, used to be like deep, deep in, like I was saying, the push notifications all the time and the stress and this is important and if I don't respond to it right now, just no concept of work-life balance. And he saw that happening and was like, oh, this has to stop. Mm -hmm. So he created basically an adult summer camp for people in the tech industry who literally you could not bring your phone. You could not bring a watch, not even like a regular watch. You did not get to know what time it was. So I can't bring my Fitbit in. Could not bring your Fitbit. (laughs) It just was like fully disconnect and like live in the, in that terrifying place where you feel like a part of you is missing. Mm. That place is wrong and unhealthy and connecting back to the world connecting with people, looking at people and having conversations with them, sitting in a corner quietly and drawing, mm-hmm. read a damn book, not on a Kindle, right. right? It's like all of those things ground you again. And yeah. like time becomes normal again. And yeah. I, I did it for a weekend. It was like a really quick retreat, but I think I still carry some of those habits over into yeah. my like everyday life. Um, Just cause it's, it's so easy to get so lost and caught up and wrapped up.
1: Yeah. It's toxic. I like, will get an email while I'm driving and, like, try everything I can to not look at it. And it's like, why is this eating? And
0: that feeling that's, yeah. like, in you, that, like, eats at you, that you have to check it is, like – Like you're
2: losing the – human like yeah <laughs> like who am You're i like I half like,
0: robot like yeah. that's that feeling is not he just was like let's focus in on that like day one hour like five he was like how are you all feeling without your phones and right. everyone's like anxious like, like how many notifications do i have <laughs> right and all of those things he's like that's your brain chemistry physically changing
1: right like crazy
0: to adapt to your phone so yeah. scary don't do that like right. try and fight that change it fix it like
2: Totally. it's the, been
0: really helpful like having pushes off on everything and i'm just like ugh i don't And as it.
2: time goes by i just think like society is just going to like get worse and that's going to those like you know d- digital detoxes are going to yeah. be a bigger thing or they're going to have to be because people are going to get even more into it and more consumed Yeah um, yeah. The, well, the so digital was-
0: detox is is like the company still exists, digital detox. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend. They it's mostly California, but they do some retreats in New York. I'm
2: about to buy some stocks if they I have. I know, a- <laughs> I know. They're
0: incredible and they're carrying on Levi's message and Levi's story and like everything about who he was when he was alive. And it's incredible. But like the weekend retreats, they also do if maybe you're in like a tough financial place, they'll do sponsorships. We um, should put a
2: link in that uh- We'll put a link in the yeah, yeah
0: I they're incredible. Like cool. the work that they do is good. I hope they're still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll check it out. Yeah, you'll take a gander. Cool. But I yeah, even just for yourself, like I went on a cruise two weeks ago yeah. and like the internet was not, it was not a thing yeah. and it was
1: super expensive. Like, so we were amazing. like,
0: we're not going to internet. Yeah. And like time became normal again.
1: You're like, oh my gosh, we're like real people.
0: I loved it. It was fantastic. <laughs> cool. So like take a break. The internet's important and it's cool and it's interesting, but like, oof, yeah, take a breather. Yeah, disconnect. Yeah.
1: yeah but um,
2: podcasts. Don't count. You, listen you, have to keep listen. listening. you have to tune keep, in to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> tune into this
0: podcast every week. Wait, how can you do it?
2: <laughs> we try to do it once a week. Okay. <laughs> yeah, once a week-ish. Yeah,
0: yeah. ish.
1: Um, Jessica, so I think our time is about wrapped up. Sounds good. But we've been asking guests this, um, if, and we just think people's journeys are really interesting. We've been trying to bring the most interesting people we can on here. And if there's one thing that you're like learning right now in life or thinking about a lot lately or trying to work on like that you could share with the world, like what would that be? Oh,
0: that's a great question. I mean, I think kind of the theme of this has been like, go easy on yourself. I think it's really, it's so, so simple in this digital world and with this like, like currency literal comment liking and then and then trying to be a creative right now i just go easy on yourself
1: don't take yourself so seriously just yeah
0: just get out there and like make fun stuff i you know i'm i'm still struggling with that i I made a video of my dog the other day as like (laughs) uh i have to get over this i have to get over myself i have to get over this like Perfect aesthetic that I have created in my mind. I just have to do something. I'm just gonna make a really pretty video of my dog and put it over Sufjan (laughs) Stevens' new song, like "Mystery of Love is Beautiful." And I've had it. Call me by your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did it. Like I just made this really adorable video of my dog, and it felt so good to like for a whole day not take myself seriously. So, So, like, just yeah, take a breather, take a step back, leave your phone at home, and go on a walk, and like bring your camera with you, maybe.
2: Nice. I things. love that man yeah it was super awesome to hear you and see you again it's yeah. been a while but uh, yeah yeah cool excited for all the good stuff coming your way
0: thanks for having me on yeah thanks so, so much for
1: joining us it was good and for all of you listening this is the last episode that we're going to feature any guests um, it was a lot of fun did yeah. you have fun? Yeah. really That's good
2: really cool. did um, to see more of Jessica's work check her out on uh, Instagram at jzombie and her uh, website at jzombie.com cool thanks Jessica
0: yeah thank you thanks guys